0: Welcome to the Living Word Podcast. To find out what we're up to, check us out online at dlwc.network. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Here's today's message. Amen, good morning everyone. It's good to see all of you this morning. I'm Pastor Pat, for those of you with us for the first time, welcome to Living Word. Welcome to our online and all of our DCI ladies. Come on, let's make them feel real welcome. Welcome this morning. Yeah, we get to start a brand new series today. And it's called, May I See Your ID? There you go. And it's an identity series. Before I do that, however, let me just go over a couple of things. Of course, tomorrow is the deadline to register to vote in Ohio. And so if you haven't registered to vote, you can do that. But tomorrow is the deadline. Also, if you've moved recently, you can also, you'll need to re-register your new address so that that all works with the proper res- representation. So in any case, that's, that's going on for sure. Tonight Tonight is the Drive and Declare meeting, corporate um, gathering of the body of Christ in Dayton, Ohio at UD Arena. Now let me explain how this is going to work. About 5 o'clock, they don't want people pulling into the parking lot. At 5 o'clock, they want folks driving around the city and praying for the city. And then about 5.30, then start pulling into the parking lot, and, and the radio stations are going to be having the, the prayers that will be going on throughout the city and declaring all of those things. So, any case, want will we'll let you know how that's happening tonight. And so, rain or shine, you won't ever have to get out of your car. Wear your jammies if you want. <laughs> I won't. I've got to stand up on a platform and pray, but, but it's going to be a great, great time, so I want to make sure we've got all of that. Also... Let me, let me just put, give this word. The Miami Valley Community Action Partnership has got uh, relief money for those of you who may be having a hard time because of financial stress on your life. They actually have five million dollars worth of financial relief for renter, renters who can't pay their rent. I think that's good. And also relief is available for those who are renting properties. That there's also relief for you. And so, Miami Valley, let me say it again Miami Valley Community Action Partnership. I just found out about that on Friday, and so thought we'd get that out there to you as quickly as we could. Lastly, Tuesday's Jackie's birthday, my sweetie pie. And so, everybody look at Jackie and say, Happy birthday. I won't sing because she won't like it. But we're, we're glad, we're glad, glad, glad. It's good to see all of you today. And today is gonna to be one of, those, one of those kind of series that will really unpack the foundation for it today. Next week we'll get into some nitty gritty things. But, but how many of you realize that every act of any official act of our lives involves identification? And, there's, and so there's lots of different things that, that we, we draw on for identity, not only our identification tag or our social security number, or driver's license, or whatever it happens to be. I've got all kinds of them, clergy tags, blah, 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 insurance cards. And so all of that kind of thing is, is a part of way identifying myself. But my question is, what identifies you in your mind and in your heart? Where's your identity come from? Now it can come from family, it can come from citizenship, occupation, school, sports, Sports teams that you favor, like, you know, whenever your sports team wins, we won. Whenever they they lose or or you say they lost. (laughs) Hello? But then there's the other side of life that identity comes and it deepens a little bit for us. And sometimes on the negative side of the scale, it can be abuse, it can be addiction, it can be trauma of some sort in your life. And it can identify you and really tag you for the rest of your life. And I want you to know today that God knows the traumas and the difficulties of life on planet Earth. And thank God He came to redeem it all. Somebody give me a good amen. amen. And so, so with that today, we have identity theft that goes on by the enemy who's come to steal, kill, and destroy. And to try to re-identify you. But I'm just going to tell you today that there's only one that qualifies to tell you who you are. And it's the Lord your God. Amen. He's the one that made us. The problem is we're born into a planet where everything is kind of warped by sin and distorted. And so if you define yourself by the definitions of a distorted world, you'll end up with something less than what God made. And so this this series is really about the ability to find out what's really sitting upon the throne of our hearts and then be able to to manage, even rebuke the imposters who are trying to, to hack into your inheritance and steal your inheritance from God. And I want you to know you have permission today to be who God called you to be. And you have what God says you have. And you can do what God says you can do. But somehow or another, you have to make a choice. And I want to talk to you about that choice making and, and what's going to help to keep us within the process that God has for us to be able to walk in newness of life and to walk in all the promises of God that he has for us. Is that all right? So that's where we're going. That's the target we're aiming at today. And so there's two objectives within this series, and we'll, we'll discover that they're very broad topics. Number one is to protect your identity that you have in God, protect that identity, and awaken to who God says you are. And so some, it's going to be a recovery project because identity a long time you believe the lie and and Bill Johnson says it this way if you believe a lie you empower the liar and so it's important for us to stay in process so that once we get a good handle on what God has called us to be and who he's called you to be then everything that comes that contradicts those things you know to cast him to the ground and get rid of it amen you have permission to do that because Jesus won he's not winning he won Amen. Come on, how many of you thank God that he won? Amen. And so we want you to be able to stay in process with God, and all of us, by the way, are in process. How many of you know we're not who we used to be, thank God, but we're not who we're going to be yet? And so we're in process with God. We're all growing in the grace and the knowledge of the Son of God. We all make mistakes. Come on, lift both hands, say truckloads. We all make mistakes, but thank God we can move beyond those things, and God is at work in us to willing to do of his good pleasure. We'll bring that up again here in a minute. But today, if you'll stay in process, we're going to discover some realities about that, that, we, that we've discovered about ourselves through the word of God. In other words, the phrase kind of looks like this, because of Jesus, blank. Because of Jesus, I am or I can. So you fill in the blank. Because of Jesus, this is the impact in my life. And I can tell you, he will impact every single area of your life, but he has to be at the control center of your life in order for those things to really unfold that way. And so here's the key, that with biblical discovery, it presents to us choices. And from choices, it involves faith. So let me say it again, discovery, once you discover what God has done for us and what He wants for us, and you do that through the Word of God, once you discover that, then you have a choice, and those choices will then begin to line up with a process that quickens us by faith. In other words, we attach our faith to what God said about us. And at some point, you got to start believing the right report. Amen. Whose report will you believe? You'll remember the story in the book of Exodus where they came out of Egyptian bondage, and Moses brought them out by the power of the Spirit of God and and brought them into the wilderness, Lap Sinai, got law. went to the river Jordan, and sent spies into the land because God wanted them to possess the land that he gave to Abraham. And so they sent 12 spies in, two came out with a good report. What was that? We're well able to take the land. God will put us over. Say it. We're well able to take the land. God will put us over. over. Now, if if you were wondering, that's what a good report sounds like. But the other side of the thing is not just a bad report. The Bible calls it an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. And so it's not just a bad report. It's an evil report. Now, let me describe what the evil report sounded like. There's big people over there, they're bigger than us, walled cities, armies that are trained, we're slaves working for Pharaoh for 400 years, we're not able to take the land, we're grasshoppers in their sight. What, what report did they give them? A factual one. God didn't say it was factual, God didn't even say it was common sense. God said it was an evil heart of unbelief. Into the departure from a living God who's able, no matter what your challenges, to put you over. Come on, I need an amen in there somewhere. Amen. And so, Numbers chapter 13, Hebrews chapter 3, you can read those and, and catch up with some of that. Maybe we'll visit those things again in the weeks to come. But here's, here's a new creation reality that I want to give you because it's core. And to, again, today is very foundational to where we're going during the series that you're a new creature in Christ. What does that mean? Old things are gone new has come. Amen? Say it. Old things, are gone. Old things are gone. Now the problem is that the echoes of yesterday keep ringing very loudly in my soul. That what I was keeps reminding me that of how nasty I've been or how bad somebody was to me or how society this and, and my mom and dad that. And it can bring bondage back to somebody who doesn't have judgment on their life and you can bring it back yourself just by inviting the memories to take charge of your soul again again who's sitting at the control center of your life controls the direction the emotions the attachments the relationships and the direction all those things mind will emotions all those things are controlled by whoever's sitting on that throne okay and so new living translation of second Corinthians 517 says it this way this means that anyone who belongs to Christ be, is, has become a new person. So praying didn't just—it just, didn't just forgive your sins; it made you brand new, like you never existed before that moment. All things have become new. If the old is gone; the new has begun. So that's the New Living Translation. So today, if you need a day of new beginnings in your life, I've got great news for you. Jesus does that. As a matter of fact, before you came up with the idea, Jesus gave the idea. It's the reason why he came. And so I feel like God's judgment's on my life. No, it was on Jesus. On the cross, on the sun, wrath was poured out on him so it could get off of you. And then God could do a renewal work in your life, not just to forgive your yesterday, but to chart a brand new course into the original purpose of God for your life instead of sin's warp Now we've got righteousness and good standing with God to fulfill God's plan. And by the way, you have a tour guide for life. His name is Holy Spirit. It's a good deal. And so here's the tip that all of us are doing this journey, so let's do it together because we're stronger in community than by ourselves. Amen? And we all need that community around our lives. Today is the first day of life track for us. And we also do it on Wednesday nights at 7 o'clock. And so we want to invite you to come and begin to learn and grow in the things of God. Grow with the rest of us. We're all doing it. Okay? And if you don't think you need to grow, mm, you really need to grow. (laughs) So wake up because all of us are doing it. Okay? And so all of us need that. And I'm still growing and so forth. Been in this thing a while and so forth. Still growing. Still happy to be growing. And so faith is how you work out the thing that God gave you in this new creature reality is becoming something that's more and more a part of the way I think. Come on, how many of you know when what happened in your spirit begins to be digested in your soul, your life changes? And so that's what Philippians 2, and this is another one of those foundational passages for us, this is in Psalms 1. These two passages are going to help us throughout the month. Number one, Philippians chapter number two, verse 12 and 13, and it says, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So work it out. Come on, look at your neighbor and tell them you need to work out. Amen. Amen. It's not at the gym, it's in the Word. You need to take what God did on the inside of you and bring it to the outside. Amen. In other words, if Christianity were against the law, would there be enough evidence to convict you? boom. Thank you, pastor. See, understand today, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. Why? Because it's God who's working in you, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. God has a good pleasure for your life. He has a will and a destiny or a purpose for your life. And I want you to know that you're, you're not here just to, just to pass through life and eat cheeseburgers. That you're here to serve and the plan of God, and not only to enjoy the blessings of God, but I'm telling you that's thoroughly secondary to actually finding the sweet spot of your life and doing what God had designed you to do. Amen. Amen. And so today, God wants you to be able to fulfill His good pleasure. So you got to work that out, you got to bring it out. And the Word of God's what does that. The Word of God says, Hebrews, uh, I'm going to try to pull the reference up. I think it's 6.12. 6, says that the Word of God is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joints and modes, is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. So the Word of God is what helps to emerge the things that need to be in your soul and bringing them out of your spirit. Amen. And the Word the bridge that does that for us. And so let's build bridges from what God has done for us by grace through faith. And be able to bring those things up here and put that stuff at the control center of our lives. That's where abundant life happens. That's where authority of the kingdom happens. That's where our ability to be able to do the will of God with the authority, rebuke the devil, and walk in the authority of the kingdom, that's where it comes from. When you move it from here to here. Now you're in agreement, your heart and your head are in agreement, and life gets wonderful. Abundant. And so that's what God... How many of you want abundant life? then you got to get your head and your heart in agreement. Amen. And God's the one that does that for us. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. And so imagine living your whole life, and this is so tragic, imagine living your whole life and never fulfilling one day of destiny that God put you here for. And I just want you to understand, that's exactly what the enemy's shooting at, to steal, kill, and destroy not only your stuff, but destiny, purpose, and your own thought patterns. I can tell you that the enemy is selling The the dictate or the the ideas that his gang would like to invite you into, and it's nothing but trouble, and it's nothing but distortion, it's nothing but peddling. You know, it's been this way; it'll always be this. Peddling hopelessness. It's what he does. But thank God for the Word of God. Amen. We have a more sure Word of prophecy, the Word of God. But you can be led your whole life by believing the wrong idea. You can be moved throughout life by believing the wrong word about yourself and about the world around you. It's absolutely tragic. Um, How many of you ever heard of Pastor Michael Todd in Tulsa at Transformation Church? Anybody ever heard of Pastor Michael? I'm telling you, I watched him for the first time last week, and I laughed, and I enjoyed the message, and what he was speaking was absolutely profound. But he said when he was a young man, and I can relate to this and so forth because I'm older than he is. But how many of you remember... Uh, Captain Kirk and the Starship Enterprise. How many remember Star Trek? You remember that? And so now when you, when you see the Star Trek and the, the USS Enterprise, there's a place where Captain Kirk sits, and it's the, on the bridge, and it's the control center of the entire ship. And so whoever's sitting in that seat has control of everything. And so here, here's the idea. We need to get Captain Kirk out of your seat and put Jesus there. The question we want to answer during this series is, how do you do that? How are we going to be able to make all of that happen? How can we, Because your heart center, or the captain's chair, if you will, the heart center controls some things. It's the command center for your life. And so whoever's in control of this gets in control of this. And so we can tell who's in charge of your heart by listening to what your mouth says. Jesus said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. And so with... The, the fact that that, that that is true, today the fruits of our life need to depict the fact that Jesus lives there. And that he's controlling some things. Not co- controlling from a dictatorship, but controlling those things from a life-giving source. And that's who he is. And he's God. Make no mistake about it. He's God. But at the command center, all the things in our soul, if you will, Captain Ohura and I don't know who all the other people are in Star Trek. Do you all remember them? Data, oh, that's the newer version, but I'm talking about William Shatner. So <laughs> any case, uh, any case, but we have all these people doing different things and, and it just identify those things. It's character, it's your thoughts, everything that's in your emotions, your, your emotions, your feelings, your intellect, your character, your will, your conscience, all of those things are there. And so they're affected by whoever's sitting in that chair. And so somebody say, I'm having emotional problems. No, you may be having Captain Kirk problems. (laughs) If you let something else sit on that throne, you're going to get problem out of Lieutenant Uhura or out of your emotional realm or out of your conscience realm. And so understand today, the captain's chair directs everything. And so let me give you the thought line continuum. It'll be the kind of the foundation for the series for us. Because when words come, it's important for us to realize words come to all of us, and they come by the thousands every day. And Jesus, the problem, the problem is that Jesus is not the only one talking. Hello? Now people talk. People share ideas. That's good, especially if their ideas are good. Could be bad if their ideas are bad. In election year, how many of you know we're getting all kinds of stuff? Fact or fiction, It's coming. But understand today that you've been given the ability to be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. Amen. Come on. Strong in the Lord and the power of His might. What in the world does that mean? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3, that though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. And so the flesh is not our problem. It's what's behind manipulating flesh that's the issue. So though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal or natural, but they're mighty through God. Come on, how many of you thank God you got some mighty weapons? Yeah. Mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. So a stronghold is ideas or thoughts that have been accumulated in your soul, verified by demonic sources and experiences to try to hold your worldview into a place of warped and bound, as opposed to letting kicking. The enemy off your throne, out of the captain's chair, and allowing Jesus to sit there, the Prince of Peace, the Savior of the world, the love of the world. And so once that begins to happen, suddenly things begin to transform. And so the weapons of our warfare, they're not carnal, but they're mighty through God They're the pulling down of stronghold, casting down imaginations. Say it, imaginations. Casting down what? Okay, those things happen all the time, every day. It's not a daydream, it's just thoughts that come, things that occur to you. Okay? And I'm just telling you, you're a good person, but good people have bad thoughts. Look at your neighbor and say he's talking to you. Yeah. So so welcome to planet Earth. It's invaded by hostile aliens. And you're well armed to take care of it. You can it didn't say negotiate with. Imaginations, it said cast them down and bring into captivity every thought. Now, how many is every? Cast down every thought and make, bring it every thought into obedience to Christ. Captain's chair. And so, the stronger your Captain Kirk is, the easier it is to cast stuff down that needs to be arrested. And so that's going to be really core for us. Now, let me tell you what the thought line continuum is, and it's really found in Psalms 1-1 through 3. Psalms 1 says that you're blessed if you don't do some things, if there's some voices that you know how to identify and toss to the ground. Psalms 1, blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. So ungodly has counsel. It also has political positions. Going right, moving right along. The counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners nor sits in the seat of the scornful but delights in the law of the Lord and in that law they meditate. Say meditate. meditate. Now that New Age didn't, they stole that one but meditation is a good thing. It means to muse upon. Think about it. Selah in the Hebrew language means stop and think about it. You just find it in the book of Psalms. Stop and think about what you just said. And it's important, incumbent upon every one of us who want life abundantly to stop and think and process. Say process. Process. you got to process life with the management systems of the Holy Spirit and people that are aiming at the same targets you are. And so we're processing, we're meditating, musing, musing. Anybody ever been to an amusement park? Amusement. Muse means think You put an A on the front of it in the English language, and it makes a negative to the root word, and so it means no think. Okay, I'm not thinking right now. I'm just being entertained. Ah! So you got to watch what you watch. Why? Because while you're not thinking, thoughts are coming. While you're not defending yourself, here it comes, fiery dart. No shield of faith to catch it. I'm trying to help you now. Because if you'll meditate in the Word of God day and night suddenly, it makes those things that are arrayed against your soul to try to put a cling on on your throne. <laughs> yeah, I was a trekkie. Live long and prosper. Amen. <laughs> Listen all. It will take occupancy in you when you're not even expecting it. You can be watching the news and here comes a Klingon. Hello? So you meditate on the Word of God. So you're able to take captive every thought to the obedience of Christ. Cast down the imaginations that come that are going to be ultimately designed to shipwreck your life. And it becomes, listen, when it first starts, it's just a thought. But when you roll that thought over and repeat it, that's when it becomes problematic and life-changing. Now, if it'll happen in the negative that way, it can happen in the positive that way, and that's really the the centerpiece of this series that we're doing, is that if you'll stay in the process, God will put the right word in you and transform your life with it. But I can tell you, if you want to live in unforgiveness for the rest of your life, it will change your personality and twist and warp your destiny. You'll never reach as high as God wanted you to reach because somebody offended you along the way and you won't let it go. Listen, there's a word that needs to come right now, and that is if somebody strikes you on the one cheek, give them also the other. And Jesus didn't do it to abuse us. He did it so that you can survive the day and not allow that thing and that event, that trauma to rule you for the rest of your life. The only way you can get rid of it is turn it loose. It's the only way to get rid of it. Injustice happens all the time, but the greatest injustice the world has ever encroached upon humanity is when it killed the perfect Son of God, and He let it happen. That's the greatest injustice the world's ever known, and He came to let it happen so He could redeem people just like you and me. Amen? So... The Bible says that if you'll meditate on the Word of God day and night, it says you'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that everybody can be drying up around you, but because your roots are in the river, you're still green. You're still bearing fruit in your life when everyone else is drying up. And I'm telling you right now is a great opportunity for the church to start bearing fruit that's visible to people that need it. Thank you. Amen. And the Bible says your leaves won't wither and whatever you do is going to prosper when you plant in that river. Not in the scornful, not in the seed of the scornful, but in the place where your roots are running into the river of God. And so Proverbs 23, 7 says it this way, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And so your thoughts are going to unleash something in your life. Make sure your thoughts come from the right places. So let me give you the thought line continuum real quick and then, and then we'll, we'll end with Romans 8 and we'll be done. Here's the way that we process thoughts. All kinds of thoughts come, positive or negative. And so when they come, the things that you need to cast down or the things you need to embrace, either one, this is the process. Now, when a negative thought comes to us, let's just say something bad occurs to this, then if I stay on that or I repeat, say repeat, If I repeat that and toss that thing over in my mind or I muse upon that for a moment, it can become something called a concern. Hmm, that would be bad. A concern. Then you roll that over again. Well, what would happen if that actually happened? And all of a sudden I start to get worried about it. Okay? About this time, for folks that are prone in this direction, tranquilizers are necessary. Okay? Okay? And then it goes from worry to obsession. I can't think about anything else. Now this is just right in front of me all the time. Who's going to win the election? Turn it on. Don't turn that channel. I'm listening. I'm being oppressed. Leave me alone. It's an obsession. And then it becomes a negative faith. Now what is that? Delusion. It becomes a negative faith. In other words, I'm deluded with this. It is a negative faith. In other words, I believe the word of the enemy. And certainly, disaster is coming. Build the bomb shelter, sweetheart. Are you with me? Now, that's what a negative thought can do, and that's the process. It goes from thought to concern, concern to worry, worry to, to obsession, obsession to delusion. Now, on the positive side of that line, what the same thing that can be meant to curse you, the same process, can be meant to bless you. Let me show you how to do it. A thought comes. Come on, how about, I wish above all things that you would prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. There's a good thought. Huh? Or my God shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now, in the face of the challenges that I have, that could be a really good word. But it's not faith yet. It's just a thought that God sent your way. And so there it is. Now what you do with it, you you might say, man, that's not true. Look at all this stuff happening out here. Yeah, if I'm lucky. What happens to that thought? Boop. Right in the dirt. Goes on. Continuing with whatever controls my heart, Jim Kirk is still on, or Klingon is still on my heart. We're going to call Jim Kirk a good guy. So so you have that, that thought. But there might come a time when you're actually receptive to truth, like maybe this morning, with this marvelous word. So, so a thought comes, boom, by his stripes you were healed. If God be for you, who could be against you? Those are good thoughts. So what do you do with them? Same thing you would have done with worry. Except you don't have to do the natural thing. You can do it on on the level on purpose. And so what do you do? You begin to ponder on that. Hmm, if that's true, what? See, that's the word that we try to use around here. Say it. If that's true, then what? That's what you need to do every time you read your Bible. If that's true, what? If judgment came on that nation because of wickedness, can I tolerate wickedness in my life? You can be a chosen people, but you can serve idols and it gets you in big trouble with God. Do I want to do that? Answer? See, that's pondering. Like Jesus came and did this for people that didn't deserve it, so I don't deserve it either. Wow, I'm blessable. That's pondering. Are you with me? That's just pondering. It's musing, thinking over what I got out of the Word of God. And then I move from that to a place of devotion. I actually crack my Bible open, find scriptures that, that actually pertain to that, and I say, Lord, look what you said here. And, and in my devotional life, suddenly I'm beginning to pray about it. And what am I doing? In the midst of that, I'm turning that over in my spirit. I, I, I didn't just hear it at church, walk away, say, oh, it must be true. Pastor Pat said it. Okay, woo. No, it's bigger than that. It's your responsibility. I give you the seed, but it's up to you to plant it in good soil, prepared for it. And your devotional life is what you do to prepare the soil. Otherwise, it just lays on top. Enemy comes, steals it. What I preached last weekend, I don't know. I think it was good, though. I'm back. What do you want? (laughs) It's all right. I observe you. You are my life. You are what I observe all the time. So, So, again, it goes goes from thought, the Word of God comes as a thought, boom, drops into my, I begin to ponder, what's that mean? Suddenly, I begin to devote myself, and I begin to allow that to turn over and over again in my own spirit. And suddenly, what comes out of my mouth is what's in abundance of my heart, and I begin to confess what I've been devoting myself to in the mornings or in the afternoon, or in the evening, day and nights, what Psalms once suggested, meditate on it all the time. And then ultimately I begin to walk by faith in what God dropped in me as a thought now has become something I believe with all my heart. So it can work against you or it can work for you. You might as well make the process work for you because it's the same process one way or the other. But it will work to transformation if you allow the process in the thought line continuum to work. Romans chapter number 8. The Bible says this in verse number 5. New Living Translation here. Romans 8 says, Those who are dominated by the sinful nature or those thoughts that come from the enemy, the sinful nature, if that's dominating you, you think about sinful things. But if you're controlled by the Holy Spirit, you think about the things that pleases the Spirit. So, letting your sin for nature control your mind leads us to death. Now, nobody wants to go there. But what we think is, my thinking doesn't matter. And I'm telling you, it means everything. Who's sitting on the control center of your life means how blessable or cursible you are. And somebody said, God, why'd you do this to me? Why didn't you put him on a throne of your heart so your outcomes would have been different? Because to be carnally-minded or naturally-minded is death. But to be spiritually-minded or being led by the Holy Spirit is life and peace. Man, I've had people over the years come, Pastor, I'm, I'm all nervous and I'm upset, which means the wrong person's on the throne. So I'm, I can't handle the circumstance because the wrong person's incapable of handling that. Wrong person on the throne, therefore at the control center and so pray that I'll have peace I say okay well let's, let's let's find out who's on the throne here no just pray I have peace I just want a good feeling just make me feel good zap me with a heavenly lightning bolt okay see what I'm telling you is you can't cater to the flesh all day long and then expect the peace of God at night how many of you like to sleep well Sleep. how many of you think sleeping is good how many of you think no sleeping is very bad amen please understand today that God thinks the greatest of thoughts about you you might not have learned because of the distortions of the world just how much he's attracted to you did you ever think of yourself as being attracted to God you're attractive to him. He loves you. He has fastened his love to you. And if you'll begin to think that way, that I didn't... I'm not an orphan trying to learn how to be a Murray. I'm a child of God, chosen from him to be one of his sons. That's me. He came, I didn't find him... He found me. He came, left the 99 to find me, the one that was lost and missing. And he came, and he snatched me out of the wolf's mouth, and he brought me unto himself and brought me back and said, by the way, I'm going to take care of you for the rest of your life. You're never going to be subject to the abuse of the orphanage again. I'm your daddy now. And I'm going to teach you what it means to be one of mine. No orphan spirit on my life, We've not the spirit received the spirit of bondage again to fear but we've received the spirit of adoption whereby we cry, Abba Father, what am I? The son of choice the child of choice he chose me guess what? he chose you let's make it bigger he chose people that don't know him yet and he's depending on us to go check him out of the orphanage and bring him to father's house us and so if we'll allow the right captain to drive the ship the voice of assurance instead of the voice of the enemy will begin to move us into areas of peace and joy and blessing and increase and compassion it'll move us out of racism and hatred and bringing up regurgitating things bad things that happened in the past that makes me angry today it makes me stand side by side with people I don't even know and say, listen, if they're going to mess with you, they got to mess with us both. And it makes us strong and courageous because that's the way He is. And so you'll know the characteristics that take over your life are the same characteristics as He's shown us for a thousand years. And I'm telling you today, God can change the world, but it takes somebody who lets Him live upon the control center of their soul. In order to see that come to fruition in your life. Somebody say, man, I wish God had blessed me. It doesn't come by wishing. Who said it came by wishing? I prayed once. Well, aren't you amazing? Come on. You can pray for God to bless the Klingon on your heart and his direction for your life and make assumptions according to the dictates of the Klingon but friend as long as the Klingon's there it doesn't matter how God blesses you it won't last long but if I don't have two nickels to rub together and the king lives here I don't sweat it why he shall supply all my needs according to his riches and glory not according to the world's economy if a loaf of bread goes to 15 bucks a loaf I'll have enough why Something tells me on the inside, He's the King of all kings and the Lord of all lords. Bow your heads with me across the room. And those of you online with us this morning, if if you're today needing for God to do something magnificent in your life, and that is number one, kick the enemy off the throne of your soul. Come out of anxiety, come out of worry, come out of fear or phobias, even addiction. It could be pride, it could be insecurity. It could be hyperactivity, and it could be depression. It could be any one of those things. I'm just telling you, those actions all are a result of whatever sits upon the throne of your soul. And today, I'm here to tell you there's a good word that deliverance has come to you today. Now, this process, and it is a process. Staying in process is absolutely vital if you want to be different by Christmas. I promise you, if you'll stay in process, you won't recognize yourself by Christmas. But please hear me now. Please hear me. It's not my choice. It's not even a powerful decree over your life. At some point, you've got to receive that seed, that word, and plant it in the soil of your own heart. Ponder on it. Devote yourself to it. Begin to muse it over worship God and then have faith in God and make choices that are going to lead your life in the right direction I'll tell you where that whole thing starts it's with the scripture that we started with 2 Corinthians 5:17. he that's in Christ becomes a new creature old things are gone the new has come if you're in the room today and you say pastor I need to start the process I know I need Jesus in my life I, I know about him I've even been to church But I've never made him the king of my own heart, and today I know I need him. Today, there's one way to get new life. There's one way, and it's by whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. It starts right there. Call upon him. His grace is available. His life-changing power is, is available and brooding over your life right now. And if you're watching this message online or whether you're here today, that choice can begin for you and it's just an open heart that requires to get it started God won't barge the door down but he will knock on the door and he said if you open the door I'll come in if you're in this room today you say Pastor Pat I need Jesus to be the Lord of my life or maybe you've strayed away from God and you've allowed something else sinister to sit upon the throne of your heart and it's led you in bad directions today you can repent and come back to God put Jesus back on the throne And in a moment, I'm going to pray, and and I'm not asking you to come forward. I'm just wanting to know who it is I'm praying for. And if that's you online, there's a button you can push right on your screen there on your computer screen. It says, lift of the hand. You just touch that button, and God will come and race right into your heart and begin to change who you are into a brand-new creation. And those of you that are here today... If you'll just say, Pastor Pat, don't leave me out of that prayer. Pray for me. Where are you right now? Just lift your hand wherever you are right now. I want to pray for you. God bless you. Thank you, dear. Bless you. God bless you, both of you. God bless you. I see you back there. God bless you today. Bless you. Bless you. Yeah, God bless you. Thank you. I see you over here. God bless you all. God bless all of you. Thank you. God bless you over there. Amen. I see you, sir. Bless you. Love you. Yeah, God bless you, sweethearts. You can put your hands down. Thank you. Anybody else say, Pastor Pat, don't leave me out of that prayer today. I know I need to start a great relationship with God. Can it begin today? It can. He's as close as the mention of his name. And those of you online right now, punch that button right now. Pastor Pat, don't leave me out of this prayer. I need God. And I want you to know a revolution's about ready to take place and it's a beautiful thing. Pray this prayer with me, all of us together. Those of you online, pray this with me. Dear God in heaven, I come in the name of Jesus. I know I'm a sinner. In need of a Savior. Thank you, Lord. You died for people like me. And then you rose from the dead. Come live in my life. Be the Lord of who I am. Teach me what that means. And I'll never be the same. In Jesus' name. Come on, give me a good amen, somebody. Come on, give me a good praise the Lord. Going in a whole bunch of the room, in the room and online right now, they said yes. And I can tell you it's the first yes among many yeses that you're going to need to say to the Lord. But I'm here to tell you this, if God be for you, who could be against you? And He is. He is. And by the way, so am I. We love what God's doing in your life. And we are looking forward to seeing the day of what God does through your life. That's coming. Amen. God bless you, everybody. Come on, Joel. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at LWC Dayton and on Facebook at Living Word Dayton.